Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Circuit 94's Air to Fuel Ratio. As always, I am your host, Demir, and with me, I've got Max. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Hamza. Hey, guys. All right, so tonight's episode is brought to you by decalcutter.com. Uh, decalcutter.com is our official sponsor for all of our race stickers, decals, and graphics. Um, if you need anything for your racetrack car, hit them up. They'll take care of you. Um, all right, so for tonight's episode, we have a really cool concept uh, basically, you are to buy a car, uh, any car you'd like, and you have the following stipulations. You have to stay within a budget of $15,000, and that has to include three modifications. So basically, the three mods and the car all together, 15 k And this car has to serve two purposes. It has to be a good daily driver, and I guess we'll see what our opinions of that are, you know, what actually stipulates as a good daily driver. And then it has to be a good weekend track car, whether it's time attack, uh, time trials, autocross, you know, whatever it might be. So um, let's dive right in. Uh, Hamza, what do you got for us? All right. I think I'm kind of coming out of left, left field with this one, but I am doing a 1999 Mitsubishi Eclipse GSX all-wheel drive five-speed. <laughs> for nine thousand, <000, laughs> I can see your face, Demir. For uh, nine thousand one hundred and fifty dollars, um, it comes with some modifications already on it. But let's say that that didn't happen, and it's just stock. Um, so I would, I would spend most of my money on suspension. Um, but since this does have to be a daily driver, I wouldn't do coilovers. I would just do some springs, a s complete sway bar kit, uh, with like end links and everything. Um, and then just some really nice wheels because I think the stock wheels are pretty hideous on this car. Um, and a brake kit. And I haven't decided if I want to do like a big brake kit or if I want to do like just a performance like rotor and, and pad setup. But I think either way, I still have enough money to do both or well, one or the other. So are you counting springs, sway bars and end links as one mod? Oh, I guess I guess I am, aren't I? <laughs> so, well, see, I kind of consider that's all suspension. Yeah, yeah, but, but we have three mods. Let's. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of right. cheating. I mean, I'm kind of cheating. If you want to look yeah. at it that way, I guess so we, can, we can. We can take that. A little gray area, but yeah. Um, so I I picked this car because it has all wheel drive. Um, it it is a two door, so it wouldn't be like a great family car. But we didn't really specify that. We just said a good daily driver and i think this car would make an awesome daily driver especially for colorado um and uh and then it's a great track car i because of the 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 engine it's a you know inline four uh um turbocharged so that's really nice and then and then it's got a great chassis so two questions first one is how many miles is on it <laughs> uh this one specifically has 77,000 miles. Ugh. It's actually not too bad. <laughs> it's not too the bad. Age. Um I I don't know about you guys, but the only place I ever see these cars is drag racing and street racing. I don't really ever see them autocross, time attack. So what makes you think that it'll be a good track car? I just I mean, you just throw all-wheel drive on a track and it's going to do great. It, you know, it, obviously every car is going to require some um some modification but says every subaru what. owner that i lap at my local track <laughs> event but anyway <laughs> well but that all depends on driver experience and tires and you know i i also you know, didn't hear you say tires to. you said brakes suspension and wheels um because so if we're gonna spend money on tires on a daily driver you're gonna have to have another set and i didn't know if we'd be able to afford like a track set and a 
like a daily set, right? So you're swapping out wheels at that point. I mean, we we're both in this right now, Demir, with our current cars. So it's like you got to have a second set. You got to have right, right, all this other stuff, and that's a whole another financial investment. That kind of okay. So interesting car choice and good mods. All right. So what what made you go with the Mitsubishi? I mean, kind of. I, I understand it's an all-wheel drive car, but I mean Mitsubishi specifically um that's a great question i wanted to i really wanted to pick something that i'd never driven before um and i have a friend who has one of these that has in this car has an insane amount of power and it looks really cool uh it is a time attack build and i've always just been curious about racing one of these um but i do have this thing for mitsubishi and I, i i will own either one of these or an evo at one point in my life. And so I just, you know, I went into my, something that isn't in my wheelhouse and reached in there. So I, yeah, when you said Mitsubishi, I was expecting the Evo to pop up, pop up as the, the Evo is really expensive though. And you can't really find any for under 10,000 unless it has like 300,000 miles or it's just a f- shell, you know, it's crazy. I mean, I looked, I really did. <laughs> like, Fair enough. Okay. So I went the, to the next best thing. Max, uh, are you are you super surprised like I am or? I uh, actually yeah because uh, again yeah talking about Mitsubishi I figured the conversation we have yeah it would totally been like the Lancer or something so this is to me this is completely out of left field. Yeah, I did but hey, I mean you know I I don't think I'd ever own one or drive one, but I think decent enough choice. I agree with the mods that you would do to it. That makes sense considering the car. Well, I I, I kind of see where he's pulling it from too because if he knows someone that has one that that's a time attack kind of car, I mean that would give me more inspiration to go, okay, this is kind of an odd car that you might not normally see, but I've actually seen it in application. So, I, you know, when, whenever you said that, Hamza, I, the, it kind of like started making sense to me. Yeah, granted, this guy's car is, I mean, the engine is fully built. He's got um, a standalone ECU. He's got a whole custom gauge cluster setup um, that's, it's, so it's it's a it's a race car. I mean, there's it's caged. Everything about this car is a race car, but... Um, it is nice to see what you can do with them and, um, they're kind of funny looking, you know, but I've seen some, just doing some research, I've seen some really good, um, tastefully done modifications to these, obviously way out of our budget, but. I feel like with these, it's, uh, less is more. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Just like the Supra and, yeah. You get a little too fast and furious with them real quick, real easy. Um. Cool. Uh, Max, what do you have for us? All right, so this is probably something that you guys can expect more coming from me, but it, um, it the Subaru Impreza, what was it? The, yeah, Subaru, 2005 Subaru Impreza 2.5 RS. And the, the reason I picked that and not like a WRX or something, well, one was cost, but two, um, I, I started doing research, and I know I've, I've heard from Demir about turbocharged vehicles, and there's kind of just a different driving pattern to it. And after kind of researching, because, again, I kind of dove into this going, ooh, like, what would I really do? Uh, I found that I would probably end up blowing up the motor really quick on the track because my driving style is just so NA. I'm just so used to driving an NA car to begin with. Having something that's turbocharged would completely throw me off. So that's why I went with this. And kind of the, the along the same lines as uh, Hamza, uh, I'm looking at, you know, suspension, uh, the suspension mods and everything is going to, you know, car is going to be about $7,500. And that was about 90,000 miles, uh, manual transmission. Um, 
you know, looking, I, I would be looking for something that would have good tires to begin with, uh, so that I would have some time before I need to replace them, and that way I can stick money into other stuff like suspension, uh, front and rear brakes, because I've, I've had enough cars where I've upgraded those, and to me, that's a big thing on the track, is being able to stop, you know, stop when you need to without stuff fading by the time you get to the end of the track, and then, um, just like I did with the uh, GSR, I'd have to have a tunable ECU. So those would be my big three mods, and actually, doing the math, I still had an extra, like, 800 bucks left over, which, to tell you how real I was trying to make this, I included, you know, wheel alignment, um, ECU tuning and and delivery transportation pickup for the vehicle in that other 800 so that's kind of where I was at but for me um, I would set it up more probably for a, like a light you know rally kind of car so it'd be more like gravel uh, gravel setup because I actually saw that there was a bunch of suspension kits for uh, a gravel already and I was like well cool because that's to me, if, if I had this kind of car and I was going to be using it as a daily driver but looking to do something, again, kind of like what Hamza was saying, you know, doing something outside of my normal wheelhouse instead of just doing a normal SCCA um, kind of setup but going off-road because that's – this is kind of my car that would be in, in, in that aspect of a dream is I, I really would love to do some sort of rally racing sometime in my life, and I think this would be a fun car to kind of build a base off of uh, to work with. Interesting. Um I didn't. I didn't see Subaru. I, I, I just the whole time I was like, all right. So, which generation Integra or Civic hatchback is Max going to talk about? <laughs> um, I fully expected like an EG or an EK or something. Um, interesting choice on the RS version. Um, is that the four four door RS or is it back when it was a, okay? I remember the old school two door ones. I was a big fan of those. But um, I, I see what you're saying with the turbo, but I feel like. If the cost allowed it, I would still go WRX just for that extra power. Um, but I mean, that's a good—it's a good chassis to start with, and I've seen a couple of those on track, and and you know, bang for your buck, they do—they do pretty well. Well, and my thought too is, is like when it comes to tires and stuff like that, that's all going to be, I think, considered maintenance cost down the road. So I would eventually be upgrading those. And I was actually reading a really good um, forum post where a guy basically said, "I bought an uh, an RS." And I know I probably should have bought a WRX, but I bought this and I built it the way I wanted to build it and basically turned it into a WRX. And it was a lot more money a lot over a lot longer time, but it was a lot more satisfying in the long run because he dialed all the little stupid things in the way he wanted it to. So that's where I was kind of at. I was like, long term, if I wanted to do a motor swap or something and go that route, I could. But then I could also do the changes I'd want to to apply to how I'd be like racing it on the weekends, but still keeping it as a daily driver. I think I would have put some of that money into um the drive train um the subaru isn't really known for well especially when you're racing it um so like just differential maybe like some upgrades in the differentials and stuff like that in that in that drive train but um again probably not something that that might be going too deep <laughs> into the conversation but um oh oh no actually i was along the same lines too that was kind of because i did I was like, I need to do suspension and brakes. I knew those were the two big things I wanted to do. And then I was trying to decide what to do with the rest of the money. And that was actually the first thing I looked at. But whenever it comes to differentials, again, everyone starts talking about upgrading to the WRX. So it means you have to do front and rear axles. And it starts kind of getting into one of those things. And that's where I started kind of sliding that under like, okay, well, that would probably be a maintenance thing. If I snap something and it would have to like replace it anyway, then that's kind of where that would fall under. So I was like, these are the mods I would do off the bat 
to get it ready as a, as a base platform for for the track, but not being too like crazy where too I can't aggressive. drive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my differential that that low speed turns makes really fun noises. <laughs> and I can see how this is a good daily. I mean, you've got a four door sedan, you've got a trunk, you've got space. Not great gas mileage, but you know, still a yeah. T- yeah, but. A- <laughs> When, when it comes to a race car anyway, when when do you have good gas mileage? Yeah. So anything that'd be like 18 to, to you know, 22, I think I'd be hey happy Hey, man, I with. average 36. What do you get on the track, though? Um, Depends on the track. I actually <laughs> average in the, in the mid-20s on the track. No, Okay, but then again, don't. this goes back to a conversation I can't remember if we had on the mic or off the mic about <laughs> ha- being able to put a car seat in there. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, think my, um, I think my VT gets like seven miles to the gallon on the track. <laughs> like, no, I, I literally do an entire track day and everybody else gets gas like once or twice. I finish the track day and I still have half a tank, so. Then you should know. be starting it with half a tank, right? So you can like less weight. Right, less weight. If, Every gallon um, is six pounds of weight. So so far, you guys have both surprised me, and I'm I'm excited about that. Um, I'm gonna reveal reveal my choice, and then I think at the end we should do a a conversation of what we think it would be like racing those three cars on the same track. Um, but l- I guess let me see if I surprise you guys, since since uh, you both surprised me. I just want to start off by saying the easy choice for me would have been a Miata, because in my opinion, there's no better way to go for cheap racing than a Miata because you've got spec Miata, you've got so much fun with so little money. But as a person who daily drives a Miata, I will tell you it's not a good daily driver and there's a lot of compromises. Like you literally go to the store and buy three bags of groceries and you're like, how do I get it home? Put the top down and carry it, you know? So, yeah. I went and got a Costco pizza one time, and I was like, oh, no. Where is this going to fit? So, long story short, it's not going to be my choice because the daily driver part just doesn't happen. So, the car that I went with, I actually found one within 50 miles of my house. It is a 2010 um, Mini Cooper S John Cooper Works. And it had about 68,000 miles on it, so not bad. Um, so to give you guys a little bit of background, this car weighs 2,600 pounds. It makes 208 horsepower stock and it already comes with Brembo's. It comes with good track tires. It comes with, um, lightweight, uh, 17 inch wheels that are fairly wide for a car of this size. It comes with, uh, already a modified exhaust, a modified intake. So it's pretty much good to go out of the box. So what I'm doing to it is full coilovers that way i can really fine tune what i want um a tune there's a company out there that'll do a tune and you gain about 20 wheel horsepower so this car will be in the low 200s to the wheels and it only weighs 2600 pounds that's pretty darn good and then the last thing that i would do is invest money into cooling so oil cooler intercooler upgrade that kind of stuff because turbo car on track a lot of heat it's a good investment um so that's my choice and the reason that I picked it is because I think a Mini Cooper is a good daily driver. It is a two-door car, but it does have a hatch. It does have room, and compared to my Miata, it's giant. So you've got room to work with, right? Not the biggest car in the world, but 
I think it's safe to say it's more of a daily than, than Hamza's pick. You know, it's not like a coupe. It's at least a, a wagon hatchback type of car. Um, and the other reason that I picked it is I actually got to drive a bone stock Mini Cooper around um, a local track. And they handle really well. I mean, um, one of our instructors took me out. And the first the first turn at uh, the ridge, he takes that full, flat out, no braking. And like even in my Miata, I brake. So granted, he's a way better driver than I am, but I mean, that car was so composed and it was his daughter's stock Mini Cooper that she came to the track with just to say hi to him and he took it out for a lap. So, I mean, the car's, the chassis is amazing. So um, yeah, that's my pick. What do you guys think? I love those things. Uh, my buddy Zoffer has a, a newer generation one, a 2016, I think. Um, and it's, it's like probably one of my favorite cars. I, I love racing him and it took me a long time to beat him and um but I did finally got better than him so whatever's offer <laughs> he's uh I love that car but I I do want to make a point it is a two door it is still a coupe I don't think any of the JC works were four doors except for no not that I'm aware of except for yeah, like the the clubman which is or clubmen's con- or whatever yeah, it's the yeah, clubman yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I've been right. in them. They're still, you know, pretty, pretty spacious and, um, price wise. I mean, I was able to buy one price out all those mods and I still had room to go. And like I said, they come with Brembo's already. They come with a lot of stuff pre-done. So they're great, great starting point. Yeah. What, what was the pick. cost on it again? Um, this particular one was 9,870. So, yeah. So that's not bad. And you saw, you saw a bunch of money to work with actually, uh, where I used to work, work at in Arizona a uh, gentleman had a 2015 2016 I I think like the same like Hamza's uh, buddy and uh, man I mean he's six two. my other buddy that we worked with was like six foot six one they could get in the front of the car I could still get in the back and still have leg room so I was pretty impressed with how big those cars are on the inside versus how they look on the outside and it seems like, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, you can start doing, like, some cross members and stuff. I mean, it seems like you could get that car pretty pretty rigid um, and make it a really good track car. So that's actually a really awesome pick. Yeah, nice job, dude. I I thought about this car. I I just I couldn't really find one. I, so you did, you did better than me in finding an affordable one. I was like, man, I was finding them for, like, 11 uh, and up. And I was like, dude, there's no way. Like... <laughs> So, uh, were you guys surprised or was that? Oh, oh, totally. Cause I would not, I mean, I picked you as doing a small car and beyond the Miata, I figured you'd fall back on like a, a Honda or something. This is a good choice. So it sounds like three, three surprise vehicles. That's interesting that we all did that. Um, so here's the question now that we've seen and heard all three of our choices, are you still sticking with your car or would you say, you know what? I would pick that for a track car. I would probably go with the mini man to be honest with you, but, um, Again, if I could find an affordable one with not too many miles, but see, yeah, for me, I, I don't know. I, I mean, minis are cool and everything, and I think if I was like a diehard, like I, I, I only could have one car, and I had to have something that was on the track, and I wanted to crush everybody at the track, and you know, pull like a, uh, you know, talking me on the eight six going going down uh, Mount Akina. Uh, yeah, I would probably pick the mini, but I don't know. For me personally, I. I and again, in, in this mindset, I'd still want a four-door for the, the daily driver aspect. And I think some of the four-door options of the Mini are really cool, but obviously price wouldn't allow it in this in this conversation. It, it's too bad that we don't have the budget of, say, Top Gear or 
um, the Grand Tour because it would be kind of cool to actually do this and then track them and then get to have the conversation of, you know, why which car is better and whose car sucks because of what and make fun of each other's, uh, you know, defects and broken parts and all that. But um, good conversation nonetheless, I would say. Um, but I'm definitely, uh, I think as our show progresses, I'm definitely more and more impressed with when we actually surprise each other because I think we all know each other fairly well, especially when it comes to car tastes. And so when you do get that surprise, kind of like our Supra GTR NSX uh, episode, when you get those surprises, you're like, oh, okay, didn't see that coming. Well, yeah, because I mean, looking looking from the outside in, probably a lot of people can peg us as, you know, being very, very specific in our genres of cars. But whenever we get into these, I like stepping outside that, yeah, and kind of seeing how we how we react to a general question on, yeah, those three cars or something like this. If you had a $15,000 to, to buy a car and mod it, what would you do? And Hamza looks like he's doing some serious research now on, on something. <laughs> <laughs> I found a... Uh... 1979 Ford Fiesta. Oh God! <laughs> um, no, I gotta, I gotta send you this thing. Looks amazing. Um, I do, I do want to add one tidbit though. So, if if we're trying to be a public service announcement to the young, to the young race car driver, if you will, um, that is actually really cool, Hamza. The the image you just sent, that Fiesta is a, uh, is pretty sick. Um, but if we're trying to actually be a you know, public service announcement, if you will. I think also our, our listeners should consider that when buying said car, mileage and age is also a factor. So, you know, like, no no offense to your car, Hamza, but, like, it'd be, what, 20 years old? Oh, yeah. What's the reliability? So you got to think about, you know, this car mm-hmm. might be great for track, but for daily, like, what's going on with the joints? What's going on with the bearings? What's going on with the motor? What's going on with the, you know what I mean? Even my car, I think, which is the newest of the bunch, you're still talking about a car that's about to be 10 years old. So some things to think about when it when when you're looking at those options. But then again, you know, if you're living at home with mom and dad, it's okay if your car breaks down because you've got options, right? So, you know, something to think about. But anyway, um, good topic, guys. Good conversation. Uh, Hamza, what do we have going on next week? Uh, next week, we're back to the news, and we're just going to talk about some current events uh, in the automotive industry. And I promise it won't be anything related to Tesla since that's been in the news for the last like three weeks straight. But beyond that, if you want to keep the conversation going, you want to give us any uh, suggestions for these uh, topic shows, news, uh, time machine, anything like that, uh, please feel free to, to join us on Instagram, circuit underscore 94, or on the website, circuit94.com. All right, everybody. So thank you for joining us for that episode. Um, hopefully we will see you all next week. Have a good night. Good night, everyone. See ya.